Blog Talk Radio. And I Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Help for HD Live. Help for HD Live has been made possible by an education grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Katie Jackson, and today our guest is Chandler Sloop. Chandler is the Director of Youth Services for HDO. She works with young people and families across the United States to provide individualized support, answer questions, consult with local providers to help them serve the youth in their communities better. She plans and facilitates youth education sessions alongside adult education days. She also plans and facilitates the Northern American HD Youth Camp, which hosts around 50 young people in the United States, Canada, and Puerto Rico each year. She has been working with HDO since 2014 and loves meeting the amazing and inspiring young people around the world and making real changes in their community. Chandler holds a degree in social work from Washington University in St. Louis. Thank you for joining us today, Chandler. I'm really excited about this show. I'm so excited to be here. This is a really fun time uh, for health for, for um, HDO because they're getting ready. They just launched their camp and um, and their their application. So we get to talk about all that today. So this is a really important show if you have um, a young person in your house impacted by HD. To so take notes, get a piece of paper, and you're going to get a lot of information. So first, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your role at HDO? Absolutely. Um, As you mentioned in the intro, so I'm a social worker and I've worked in a number of settings over the past 10 plus years, um, but really all focused on on young people and families um, and really trying to find ways to help young people succeed no matter sort of what obstacles or whatever life throws their way. Um, So when the opportunity to join the team at HDO came along um, in 2014, I was really excited to jump at the chance. Um, You know, this, when I was brought on in 2014, the the idea of youth work wasn't sort of fully realized here in the U.S. There's tons of amazing things going on sort of with peer-to-peer support through the National Youth Alliance and just young people using social media to their advantage to find other people who are in their situation. But we thought that it is also helpful because we know from experience and we know from programs in other countries that it is really important for young people and families to also have a professional source of support for young people because some of the things that young people deal with just in life in general, but particularly in the HD community, are sort of things, you know, sometimes well beyond their years of things that they should be dealing with um, at their given age. And so it's nice to have, you know, a professional that they can reach out to who really understands HD but also um, works specifically with young people because the other thing we know is that young people like to have things separate from their parents, right? They, they like to know that this is theirs and this is their person to go to. Um, and so, you know, even though there's amazing social workers throughout the country, a lot of times young people aren't seeing them because they're not going to clinics, they're not going to, to groups. 
um, they're in school, they're playing sports, you know, they're, they're living their, you know, teenage, young adult lives. Um, so when I was brought on, it was really to pilot this idea of having professional support for young people. Um, so in my role as, you know, the fancy titles director of youth services, but really I'm a youth worker. I'm here for young people, really whatever makes sense for them or their family. So for young people, it's sometimes a question here or there about what's going on or sort of um, even sometimes the, the basic science of understanding that. Sometimes it's needing support to decide if um, testing is right for them. And really my role in that is just to, to listen um, and to help them figure out what is best for them because obviously it's their decision and it's their choice. Um, and sometimes for families, HD comes out of nowhere. It's a brand new diagnosis in their family. And so how do they start those conversations, especially if some of their children are a little bit older and, and sort of well into their young adult lives? And, you know, how do you give them all this information and provide hope and support and access to services? So, you know, there's not one way that the program works for every family. It really is what each family needs um, and however they want to make it work. So I'm available by phone, via email, video chat, Facebook, social media, um, all that sort of stuff. And then for, you know, education days, whether it's a chapter or a clinic, you know, if, if young people aren't showing up, sometimes it's that, you know, the sessions on long-term care insurance aren't, you know, the most interesting to them or sort of advanced directives. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, or the most appropriate at their age. And so I'm able to come mm -hmm. out and work to plan sessions on, you know, how do you talk about HD? Do you, do you understand the basics of HD? Because understanding it, it can, you know, knowledge is power and really understanding the basics can help young people. So, you know, really my job is to make sure that, you know, we can do our best to get family services. And obviously I can't be everywhere at once. So making sure to connect them to local resources, which is also what, you know, the, their local chapter and local clinics are there for as well. Yeah. And um, so just to let you guys know, we're going to Riverside next week. And I know that a lot of our listeners are guests that are attending. Um, please, if you have any young people impacted by HD, um, Chandler will be at our event. We're really excited. This is the second event we've been able to have HDO with us, and it really makes a huge, huge difference having them because there are these very hard subjects that we talk about in the main room, and um, to have the uh, young people be able to go and have a session that's really about them and their needs is, is so important. So everyone, any listener from Riverside, um, and please know that she will be there. So, so bring your your uh, children and young people affected as well um, because there will be something for them. Um, can you please explain to us like a little bit more in detail about the mission of HDO and the ways it can be helpful to the youth that are affected in one way or another by HD or JHD? Absolutely. So our mission is to educate and support young people impacted by HD. So Prior to our launch, um, you know, HDO was started by young people from HD families. So it was young people who had lived an experience where they felt there, there really wasn't the right place for them to get information and get support. Um, so with that, they banded together, and, and young people, I think, are some of – they hold the most power when it comes to change um, really across the globe. Um, when you look at major events in our history, it's, it's young people making the moves, and, and HDO is no different. Um, you know, through some HD events, um, our founder, Maddie Ellison, met BJ Bu, who's the chair of our board, along with some other young people who realized that all of them had sort of grown up in HD families, but there had never really been a, a place for them to get information, especially in a way that was written for young people that provided hope um, and provided them a place to get more information if they weren't sure about something or needed clarification. 
So with that, HDO was born, and it really started as our website launched in 2012 as a place for young people to get the information they were so desperately seeking because if anyone listening has Googled HD, you can come back with um, some really horrific portrayals. Um, and HD is, is, is a really, really tough disease, but I think everyone in the HD community can also look at HD and find the hope and find, you know, all these glimmers of happiness and these moments within their families. And that's what we wanted young people to see when they first started, you know, researching what was going on and sort of what HD was. We wanted them to find hope in all of this. And so, you know, the way our website is written, it, it provides the facts, it provides all the information, but we talk a lot about how to stay positive in the face of all this and how to make sure that you're taking care of yourself along with everyone in your family. Um, and then we provided a forum so young people could write to each other and say, this is what I'm going through. Anybody else had that experience? And so since then, we've expanded on that with obviously our Facebook page. And actually, if you go to our website, we now have a Facebook support group that you can't necessarily find if you're not looking for it. It's secret, so it won't post to, to anything else. Um, and it's just for young people 35 and under. We really want to focus on keeping it that way so young people, again, have a safe, moderated space online to connect with other young people, um, you know, but we're making sure that the information in there is accurate. We're also making sure, I'm sure, a number of listeners in here can attest to some of the, the commentary that people put on social media about, you know, some of the stuff that, you know, the videos that are posted about HD. Um, and so we make sure that everything in there, um, you know, is correct information and we support the young people that are posting. We have over 800 members now and we just launched the group back in November. So we're trying to look at different wow. ways that we can support young people. And a lot of what we do now is supporting associations and supporting their young people. Um, it's coming up with different literature. You know, certain countries don't have sort of any youth services going on, so we're help, happy to help sort of figure out where to start with that um, and then support the places that already have amazing youth services um, and just make sure they keep, keep going. And, again, young people have, you know, as much support as possible. Yeah, and let's talk about um, what ages HDO targets because I know that a lot of people have are mis they they're misinformed. They think because of the camp being certain ages that that's but when you go to the website you see that health rate I mean uh, a health rate HDO really focuses on a very broad age spectrum um, through their website. Right. So can we talk about that a little yeah. bit? Yeah. Well, when it, when it comes to the website, I say it works for any ages because um, we do have a section for parents. We have a section for partners. We, have an, we even have, you know, information for professionals. Um, but really when it comes to sort of, quote, unquote, you know, the HDO population, we really kind of say 30 and under. Um, we're also very good at breaking our own parameters, you know, so it's not that we wouldn't ever, you know, respond to someone who is outside of that age range. Um, but really we've noticed that, you know, sort of that's sort of a big transition point in a lot of people's life that's that may be where they are you know starting to go to local support groups where sort of their focus has changed but again hd the journey for for any one individual you know varies so much about when you learn about hd where your family is with hd you know who is, is someone currently symptomatic are you in that period um, where maybe nobody in the family is currently symptomatic and so it really just depends on experience um, so really, you know, we're, we're happy to work with anyone, but when we talk about young people, usually we say about 30 and under, but again, a lot of what we do too is work with families as a whole, you know, in terms of how can they support their young people. Um, so in that way, there's not an age range, but camp, we do have age ranges, um, to help sort of narrow that gap down. But really if somebody were to reach out to me, we'd say about 30 and under. 
Okay, perfect. And about camp, uh, HCO uh, hosts a camp every year, and it's just an amazing asset for the youth. Um, can you give us a little bit of background about the camp and how many years HCO has been hosting camp? Yeah, so when I was brought on board, um, you know, it was sort of, we really didn't know what this all was going to look like, but it was definitely a goal, I think, even, you know, before I took, took on the role of, of doing something here in the U.S. At camps, we know from looking at other disease communities um, or sort of, you know, other communities are brought together by, you know, something like cancer, or even there's camps for kids who have, you know, gone through, like, serious fires and things like that, but really connecting young people face-to-face is such a powerful tool that it was always a goal of ours. So we did our first camp um, in August of 2015, so it was about a year and a half into to my, um, my, me being on the team. So this will be our fourth camp, and so in the past three years, we've had about 150 young people come to camp um, and, you know, gone home from that, and so our goal really is to provide that space to provide a lot of in-person education so they can really get all those questions answered because sometimes it takes that group environment and those, those, those dialogues and conversations to even know what your questions are. Um, or, you know, if you're, you're in that place where you're not sure, you know, you're scared to ask a question, generally somebody else asks it for you because a lot of the kids are going through the same thing. Um, and so we're hopeful that this year we've, we've made a few changes. So we're up to, when we started, it was a four day camp. We're now up to five days. Um, the last three years it has been in Southern Maryland. Um, but we're excited to move it across the country to right outside San Diego, California for this year, um, to just see if we can get some new families on board, just, you know, mix it up and make sure travel is not as stressful, you know, on it's last few years, it's always been everyone on the West coast having to worry about red eyes. So this year, just kind of, you know, try some new things, um, get some new sessions in there, get some new speakers in there. Um, so, again, camp is fully funded. So, again, thanks to some generous donations from Teva Pharmaceuticals, um, from the Jake E. Hoffman Memorial Fund, um, and some other donations. We're able to put camp on and ensure that travel and camp costs are covered for every camper. It's not a financial need situation. It's just you get accepted to camp, your costs are covered. So really all the families have to worry about is getting to and from the airport, um, and we'll make sure that we take on the rest um, so that every young person and in, in any HD family um, can, can enjoy camp. And again, one thing I like to stress, it's for young people impacted by HD. So it's, it's not specifically a JHD camp. Um, it is for any young person in any family. It can be at risk, tested, both positive and negative, and even sometimes family members who are not at risk. So we've had young people who their cousins are at risk or their cousins are symptomatic or their grandparents, their aunts and uncles. So they're very much impacted by HD on a daily basis. Um, and so it really is open to any young person that has been impacted by HD. And that's so cool because it is truly a family disease, you know, um, Mm -hmm. just because your child is not at risk because it doesn't mean that child is not experiencing the loss of their grandma or grandpa and their uncle and really it's impacting their life. So I love to hear that um, because that Mm -hmm. really shows that HDO is really understanding this is a family disease. Um, And um, so I think that's fantastic. And, um, so in San Diego, that's awesome. You guys are coming to the West Coast. Hopefully, you guys will have amazing weather, which I'm sure you guys will. That's, um, that's what we're so hoping. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so beautiful in that whole area. So that's that's fantastic. Um, so when will applications for scholarships be available? 
applications are up. So there's no specific scholarship application, as I said. Um, campus funded for everyone. So there's, there's no place on the application where you need to indicate anything about finances. Um, again, we want to make sure that everyone can have access to the, to the camp. And so the application, if you go to our website on the main page, you'll see a tab for the North American HD Youth Camp. If you click that, it'll give you all the information. It'll link you to the camp's website you can, so you can see where you're going. It should answer most of the basic questions about camp. Um, but of course, and then it has a link to the application. And of course, I'm available to answer any questions because um, we get lots of them about how flights are booked and things like that. But there's no even out-of-pocket costs. We go ahead and do, take care of everything, so it's not even waiting on a reimbursement. Um, and so that's all up and live. And applications will close April 30th. So there's still over two months to get those applications in. That's fantastic. And they can they find those applications on your website? Yep, absolutely. Or they can email me, and it's just Chandler at hdyo.org, and I can send them the link um, or answer any questions that they might have. Fantastic. And then, Chandler, if you have just a couple more minutes, can you kind of like walk us through camp and tell us what these kids are mm -hmm. able to experience and this and the help they're going to get while they're there? Yeah, it's it's still even coming into year four. Camp is incredibly overwhelming, I think, even for our staff that comes um, because it is just, it's an experience that's hard to describe until you've kind of been through it. Um, I think our campers are actually probably better at selling it than I am sometimes. Um, but basically what happens is we will fly everyone out. Um, we try to get them as close, you know, to landing all at the same time as possible. Um, but we'll get everyone from the airport to camp. So we'll have volunteers on site to meet every young person at the airport. Um, and then usually the first day, because we sort of get there mid to late afternoon generally, is sort of the get-to-know-you games. Um, you know, who are we as HGO? Who is all the staff that will be helping out during, during the week? But also, who are, who are our campers? Where are they coming from? You know, what do they like? What, what commonalities besides H2 do we have? Because one thing we like to stress at camp is that, you know, HD is a huge part of their lives, but they are, there's so much more to who they are. There's so much more to their story than HD. And we really want to focus on, yeah. you know, sort of that, that positive outlook, but also the, all these amazing gifts that they bring to camp. I mean, we have artists, we have musicians, we have, you know, these kids with all these amazing talents, and we really want to give them some time to let those shine because we know sometimes HD sort of can overshadow and everything. Um, so we use the next few days to, to really cover some major topics. You know, we talk about testing. Um, we'll bring in genetic counselors to answer their questions. And, again, really just talk about how do people approach the testing process, not a you should or you shouldn't or this is how you should do it, but it's how do you approach it. And we have a genetic counselor on hand to answer also all those questions. Um, we talk about grief and loss. We get an update on the research. Um, we've been fortunate enough that the last three years, Dr. Jeff Carroll has been able to come and do the science update. Um, so I'm hoping he'll be on board again this year. So they're also getting the most updated information on, on what trials are available. Um, we've done stuff with mindfulness, meditation, and yoga. Um, we've done stuff with, how, yeah, again, how do you talk to those people? You know, being a teen, young adult, those are difficult years because you're making a lot of decisions in terms of, you know, the quote-unquote, where do I want to, what do I want to be when I grow up? You know, what's, what's next for me? So there's some pretty big transitions in, those, in that age range that we have. And so we really try to focus on how do you, you know, keep living the life that you're passionate about and that you want to live in and how does, how does HD, you know, fall into that and how do you 
follow your dreams while, you know, sort of taking care of all those responsibilities that we know comes um, for some of these young people who take on a, a lot of caretaking. And then we have a lot of fun. So this camp, we have a rock climbing wall. We have archery. There's swimming. There's hiking. We'll have, we do arts and crafts again. We do a morning yoga program, um, all kinds of things to really give kids, you know, everyone that comes a chance to also just relax a little bit because we know, again, you know, HDO was founded by HD family members. So they know that sometimes there seems like there's not even a moment to take a breath. So we want to give young people that, but also hopefully their parents at home, they get a little bit of a respite as well, having, you know, at least one one or two kids out of the house for a few days. We'll give them some respite as well. Um, and so, you know, the, the camp is really built around the idea of sort of small group educational sessions. So generally we break young people up by age ranges, um, and they'll sort of stay with that small group throughout the weekend, and that way they can really bond with that, those young people who are in their age range, um, and then depending on topics, we have some, you know, optional sessions that they can go to and through the activities, then they get to know sort of everyone that's at camp and obviously in their bunks. Um, and again, we always end with sort of a party and we try to bring in, you know, occasional surprise guests from the HD community to provide some extra inspiration and hope. Um, but we really focus on that education piece, but really just tons and tons of support. Yeah, and it's so, and I, I think you actually already said this early on in the show, but I'm going to ask again because I know you won't take my six-year-old. Um, <laughs> I know no, my six-year-old. No, I think it's, be- Katie, I think it's better for you sure. that I don't take your six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do we talk about the age, um, uh, how old you have to be to be able to go to camp? Yep. So the website will say 15 to 23. What I will say about that is this. Um, 15 partly comes from TSA guidelines. To maximize the capacity of camp, it costs a lot of extra money to fly an unaccompanied minor. If you have a young person in your family who's 14 and a half and their 17-year-old, 18-year-old sibling is also coming, I would encourage you to apply um, because that changes those regulations because they're flying with a family member. Again, if you're a young person and you're 24 or 25, but this is all really new to you, absolutely apply as a camper um, because, again, age really is just a number when it comes to this event. Um, you know, we have to put some limitations on it, but we also know that there are a lot of young people who are just learning about all of this at, you know, 24, 25, 26. Um, and so coming to camp is a really good way for them to sort of, you know, start their connection with the HD community there's obviously, you know, I'm really excited that when I started there was, you know, NYA Day, and now besides NYA Day we have five five other youth-specific, you know, events, whether it's weekends, camp, or convention for young people around the U.S., um, and so it's just fantastic what's happened in the last few years. So, again, if you're a little outside those age ranges, I encourage you still to apply. And if you have specific questions, if any family has specific questions, especially I know we get a lot when it comes to those individuals with JHD attending, please reach out to me directly because we can talk through, again, the biggest thing is making sure, especially when it comes to JHD, that camp is going to be a really positive experience for them and not something where they, you know, they feel more isolated or that they're not able to do a lot of things. So we want to make sure that this is a really positive experience and it's also safe for everyone um, in terms of, you know, the, the, um, the way the campus set up itself and everything. So absolutely, exactly, if there's specific yeah. questions about family situations, they can contact me directly and all my information is on our website and the camp page. Yeah, and I think that um, being a mom of three children that are 
impacted by HD. You know, my husband's in the final stages of Huntington's disease, and I have a 15-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 6-year-old. Um, I think often they don't talk to me about what's going on because they think I have too much on my plate. They don't want to. They don't want to rock the boat with me. They see how I'm, you know, caring for their dad, doing medications, figuring out, you know, how he's safe and how he's feeling. And I think that they never want to rock the boat. And I think often we we don't think about the children because they they stay so strong and they play a huge role with us. We almost put them into this adult role um, when they're very young to get through this this to, and help us navigate through this journey. And so I think this is really cool um, to offer something like this for our kids. And I think even if your kid you think is okay in holding it together, I thought my 15-year-old was the strongest person in the world until one day she fell into my arms and started crying. And I realized this has been affecting her for years, and I didn't realize it. Um, because she always tried to stay so strong for me, and I really realized she needs support, and I didn't even I didn't even process that. So um, I think that as parents in a house of children that are impacted, um, I think we really um, need to utilize this kind of stuff available to us to help our children get through it. And, and like you said, to give yeah. give our children a break too, and be able to have fun. And you know, no. one of my daughter's biggest things is no one understands at my school, right? Yeah. No one understands what I'm going through, mom. Well, at camp, yeah, and I all understand, right? Yeah, and that's, you know, it's for a lot of young people, camp or, you know, whether it's convention is there, you know, whatever sort of their entry into the, the HD community is, is it's the first time where they can just talk about here and now. They don't have to do that education piece because, you know, when young people mm-hmm. are seeking support, you know, if, if a young person shows up to school and they say, you know, my so-and-so in my family has cancer, the response generally is, oh, no, I'm so sorry. How can we help you? Are you okay? What I hear from young people in HD communities, they show up and say so-and-so is HD. They get, well, what is that, right? And disease is in the name, so, you know, their peers should realize it's probably not something great, but it's, it's never that way. And so partly because of awareness, which I think we're changing slowly, I mean, especially young people because they're talking about it and they're making sure that it's heard. It's in biology textbooks now, but you know, it really is the first time for a lot of young people where they can just talk about this is what's going on now and those things that they are scared to talk about because, you know, they know you're, you know, you as a parent are going through it, they're going through it. You know, even as kids, kids are, you know, deceptively perceptive about what's going on and, and they know when, you know, they know when parents are stressed. They know, you know, they also sometimes think that if I ask this question, my mom will worry about me and I don't want to don't want her to worry about me. I'm okay. I just have these mm-hmm. questions. And um, that's really why we yeah. had to provide this. But hopefully, too, it's a reminder to the parents that everyone deserves the break. Um, you know, I, I always stress to parents because, you know, it's, it's hard to take breaks. You know, we've been conditioned as a society to say yes and always take care of others. But sometimes we forget to take care of ourselves and we can't take care of others until we take care of ourselves first. And it's, I always tell, I tell the young people and I stress it over and over and over that taking care of yourself and sometimes saying no to things and putting yourself first is the least selfish thing you can do because you're going to be so much better when, when you're there and you're available to help because you're giving it your all. And we just all need those breaks sometime. And so I encourage parents to do the same thing. If, if you're sending your kid to camp because you need a break, I'm okay with that. <laughs> we will send them yeah, back to yeah. you. Um, also rejuvenated, but it's it's so important in this community because everyone's taking on, you know, well more, you know, way more than what should be on their plate because you have to. And sometimes life throws right. things at us and we have to do it. 
but it's okay to say I need a break and I need help and that's okay. And that's, you know, that's why we exist. That's why all these amazing organizations um, exist in the HD community because we all need help sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Chandler, for coming on and talking to us today. Um, is, do you have any final thoughts before we get off here? No, I'm, I'm really excited to see everyone in Riverside and in all the other Help for HD events. But again, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, you know, and if you, if you want your young person to be able to, to access services, whether it's talking to me once in a while, all the, the information is also up on our website. We have a referral system online. You can just click the Youth Services tab, and you can fill out all your information. So I will contact you guys first because I know the last thing a lot of families need is, oh, my gosh, I have one more person to call to get help. If you fill out that referral or just send me an email, I'll, I'll do all the work to reach out first um, because, you know, the last thing we want it to do is be another thing on your to-do list. We're, we're trying to take some stuff off of that. Um, but really any way in which, you know, I can be a support. Um, and, again, if you have young people who aren't quite 15, um, the National Youth Alliance holds youth retreats. There's four throughout the year, and you can be as young as 12, and those are also pretty much fully funded, and so those are an amazing resource that we partner with HDSA on. HDSA partners with us on camp, and so making sure that, again, if you're a little outside that age range or you're a little too young and you don't have an older sibling, there are still resources and events where they can connect with peers in person, and so there's four of them throughout the year. Their registration is open as well, um, and I will see most of the young people at those as well. So there is no short of, of events now. So, and you can apply to multiple events, and you can get picked for multiple events. So don't worry about applying to, to everything that seems interesting. Yes, yes, definitely apply. Well, thank you so much, Chandler, and I will see you in a week and a half for Riverside. Um, that's one of my Absolutely. things I wanted to talk about. Yeah, first of all, it's going to be a really good event. So if you guys are in the California, Southern California area, please, registration is still open. Please come join us. It is at the Hyatt uh, downtown Riverside. We have great speakers. Jimmy Pollard's coming. We have Bonnie Hennick coming. We'll have Chandler there with us. We have Terry Temkin coming. Uh, we have Sasha Duffy from UC Davis, who's an amazing neurologist that will be there, will be speaking. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting someone, but I think... I think I got that all. Um, it will be from um, Saturday, uh, the 10th. It will registration will open at 8:30, and we will run till 4. It should be a great day. This is a free event for all families. We will be serving lunch and breakfast, so please come and register. Um, the registration button is on our website at www.help4hd.org. Tune in next week. We are going to have uh, Sharon Thomason come on and talk about consent. This is something we have been working really hard on at Help for HD over the last year, is finding different ways um, of getting families, helping families through the consent process of clinical trials. We know this is a huge process. It's like signing a mortgage. So how do we get our loved ones through this process, bring down anxiety or possible behaviors that may happen during this kind of hard process of day one of a clinical uh, being involved in a clinical trial or study. So uh, tune in for that. Uh, the following week, we will have uh, Dr. Yarbrough on that will be talking about bioethics and the role that bioethics plays in clinical trials. So I think that will be a very interesting show for everybody. Um, I think that is it for now. So until next week, everyone have a safe week, and we will talk to you next Wednesday. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chumba. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.